Hey everyone, here we go again, the official European League of Football podcast with myself, Jennifer Bex, together with the European League of Football reporter, Tim Hans-Willemenke, and then later on this podcast, Raiders Tirol defensive lineman, Thomas Schaffer. He joins me as my guest, but first, welcome Tim, thank you for being here. Hey, hey Jenny, what's up? Thank you for having me. Well, it is a pleasure as always, and I'm good. But sad. I'm actually pretty sad because I can't believe that we are heading into week 13. 12 yep. weeks played. The regular season is almost over and it went by way too fast. I mean, I'm sure the players and teams are exhausted after so many games. But honestly, I don't want the season to end. Right. But it's almost playoff time. So uh, it's also something that we can look forward to. Right. That's true. Yes, we can look forward to the playoffs and, of course, the big championship game in Klagenfurt. First of all, everyone who hasn't bought a ticket yet, click on the European Nico Football website and simply go for it. No matter what teams will be playing against each other, it's going to be a great football game and an amazing football party weekend. So come and enjoy Klagenfurt. But before the championship game comes the playoff battle. Tim, you just mentioned it. And three teams clinched their spots in week 12. Yes. The Hamburg Sea Devils on first, the Vienna Vikings on second, and the Barcelona Dragons on third place. First of all, congratulations to our three teams. Zach Edwards, the Dragons quarterback, he became the MVP once again. Don't miss the official European League of Football show with our interview. But Tim, well, playoffs, three franchises got confirmed. One spot is still open and four teams are still in the run for it. Currently, right. the fourth place is taken by the Raiders, but the Rheinfire, Thunder and Galaxy, well, they won't give up, they won't give up easy on this. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to make it? I think it's the Raiders, uh, just because they're in with the with a better record, with a, with the seven to three record now. Uh, I mean, all the all the other three franchises have a six and four record, so it's much more difficult to get into the playoffs. So I think that the Raiders troll will make it, but we will have to see in the next two weeks of the of the regular season. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and especially week thirteen is going to change this picture for sure. Yeah. But also, I mm -hmm. believe that the Rheinfire really do have a realistic chance here. But let's see. Of course, the Raiders are our fourth team right now, and uh, they clearly do not want to give away this spot. Right. So yeah. let's uh, let's dive right into the uh, Rheinfire game against Frankfurt Galaxy. You just mentioned it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, <laughs> what a game. Honestly, I think I aged like 10 years in this game. Yeah. I mean, Rheinfire, they won against Galaxy in the very last second with a field goal. Over 12,000 spectators were live at the game and I was one of them. And I think it was one of the best games I have seen in the season. And well, let me let me quickly recap it for those of yeah, for those it. of you who missed it. Do it. <laughs> let, let, let me let me think. <laughs> let me breathe. It was a very close game with the Rheinfire leading most of the time. But then Galaxy wide receiver Marvin Rutsch, he scored a touchdown and he gave the Galaxy a 21 to 20 lead with under 30 seconds on the clock. But then the thriller actually began because Rheinfire. Brian Fire quarterback Clark, he passed to wide receiver Knüttel for the touchdown, but there was uh, something going on on the field. There were penalty penalties and the pass and the catch, they, I mean, that was insane, but it didn't count. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, well, Galaxy got a penalty. Ryan Fire decided to try a field goal with emergency kicker René Hansen, who actually yes. is a defensive back. And he made it. He made a field goal from 43 yards. Ryan Fire wins. 23 to 21 with the clock running out. Tim, honestly, you should have been there. It was it yep. was madness. I regret it now. <laughs> that, that I, didn't, 
that they didn't win to the game, but still, uh, it was a great game on uh, on television with uh, yes. great ra great ratings. I mean, up to five point nine percent of the market share on German television. So that's a that's a great number uh, for the, for for this game. But I also saw you dancing with the cheerleaders. <laughs> so tell me tell me all about it, Jenny. How did that happen? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> it was. First of all, it was so much fun, and I was so nervous. I mean, actually, so so it all started a couple of weeks ago when when I was at one of the Rheinfair games, and I got I spoke with the uh, cheerleading coach, and I because I told her that my sister back in the days in the NFL Europe days, she was a cheerleader at Rheinfire in two thousand and seven okay. in the very last season. So we were talking about it, and then she just came up with the idea, hey, would you like to dance with us like once for once? And I said, well, well. Sure, why not? And I thought this was going to be something easy, like hands up, hands up and down and shaky, shaky. But uh, well, anyways, we, we talked again and then they sent me this uh, this choreography last week and uh, I saw it and I was just like regretting my decision. <laughs> and I, just, <laughs> I <laughs> Because it was it was really difficult, very fast. And I hadn't danced in honestly over 15 years, like a choreography and anything like that. So on Thursday before the game, one of the girls came over and she showed me the steps. And then on Friday, I went to the cheerleading practice and uh, we, we went through this for about an hour. Well, and then Saturday, I, I, I visited my mother and I practiced at okay. her place. And then Sunday was the dance. And like I said, I was really nervous. I could have I done it much better, but the time wasn't there. So, uh, but it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun and, and I enjoyed great, it. Though. It still looked great though. It was Thank an, you. Awesome Thank show you. By, by the cheerleaders, also by you. It was a great, great game. I mean, uh, what a what a game, right? What it a, was an amazing. What a day for overall. the European League of Football. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. It was. It was just a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic Sunday. Right. And uh, I think we should talk about the game a little bit now. Right. Let's let's, <laughs> there let's was something. All, all the stats, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, final final score, you actually already said it, 23 to, uh, to then 21 for the Ryan Fire against the Frankfurt Galaxy. Both teams now sitting at six and four, uh, hunting in, in the playoffs. Um, and what was interesting about this game was that Ryan Fire only had 17 first downs over overall against uh, 26 out of uh, from the Frankfurt Galaxy. And the Rheinfire only had 27 rushing yards com compared to 114 from the Frankfurt Galaxy. <laughs> and Rheinfire also had seven penalties for over 109 uh, for over 100 yards. And the Frankfurt Galaxy on only had three penalties for uh, for them 33 yards. But this crucial penalty at the very end of the game oh, that, yes. that got the Rheinfire into field goal range. So th this was a crucial one. Um, but actually, uh, the Galaxy offense played uh, also a great game. I mean, if you look at uh, Jacob Sullivan's stats, 29 out of 41, 313 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, only one sack. But he also ran the ball 18 times for 72 yeah. yards. So this was a big difference, uh, a big difference maker in this game uh, for the Frankfurt Galaxy. But it, but they just couldn't come up with the win at the at the very end. And um, if you look also at uh, former NFL wide receiver Reese Horn, he actually did it again with six catches, yes. 111 yards, and one touchdown. So he has uh, received a touchdown since week five in every single game, at least one. So uh, he's a big, big difference maker for the Frankfurt Galaxy offense. Um, but also doing fire offense, they ball out. It, Except the running game, but uh, I mean, if you look at the passing game from um, J um, from quarterback Jaden Clark, uh, 15 of 25, 308 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked once, um, but still a great game from Jaden Clark once again. Yeah. So uh, the Ryan Fire just won the game with uh, Jaden Clark in a great, great special teams effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. I think it was. Uh... 
less than three seconds on the clock when the field goal yep. was just about to start. And yeah, still no words. Still no still words. words. <laughs> the rest is history, right? <laughs> the, 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 rest the rest is history. history. <laughs> yeah. Um, any more stats um, from that game? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the uh, both both defenses. I mean, who actually stood out on the uh, on the Galaxy defense was linebacker Wal Nasri. He played with the Bone Thunder in 2021. He had one sack, one tackle for loss, two total tackles. Um, but the Ryan Ferry defense also showed out with uh, with two turnovers, one one forced fumble, one interception, and uh, a player who then stood out for the Ryan Ferry up up front stopping the Galaxy running game was uh, defensive tackle Christian Van Horn, the American defensive tackle for, uh, for Ryan Fire with uh, one sack, one tackle for loss um, and uh, two total tackles. So he had a great game. And uh, yeah, as I just said, the Ryan Fire just uh, came away with the, with the win in the very yeah. clutch moments at the very end of the game. Yes. So uh, yeah. Rene yeah. Hansen did a great job uh, putting his field goal through and he had so much air under this ball. I mean, this would have been good <laughs> from 50 yards. So it was a great field goal, great special teams <laughs> effort and a great overall win by the Ryan Fire. Yes, it was. It was. And before moving up, moving over to the next game, I would like to say one more thing about the Ryan Fire. I mean, it's their first season, but they have done such a good job uh, at the home games. The atmosphere, mm -hmm. the power party before the game, the fans who come to the games in Duisburg, it's insane. And it actually always reminds me of the championship game last year. And I can say yes. nothing but well done, Rheinfire. It's always a pleasure to come to your games. And for those of you who haven't experienced it yet, well, there's one more home game coming up, week 14 against the Kings, I think. Just simply go, go and enjoy the game. Not not just the Rheinfire game, go to any of the games. It's such a big difference to feel it live to see it live and it's yes. always worth going definitely i can back that up so yeah <laughs> just 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 go and enjoy live football exactly exactly and then tim next game the dragons they won next against game. the surge with 62 yes. to 8 i mean stuttgart yes. surge is there anything we can say the dragons went into halftime with a 56 to nothing lead uh, well yeah stuttgart i mean surge. I mean, we can we, we can just say that the Stuka Surge now, uh, I think, have won the last game over over a year ago in 2021, oh, in July 2021, I would say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're 0-10 for this uh, regular season in 2022. The Boston Dragons now, as you already said, are uh, sitting at the top of the South Conference uh, at, yes. with, a, with, a, with an overall record of 8-2. and um, They had 23 first downs com uh, compared to only 12 of the Stuka Surge. And um, out, out of these 23 first downs, they had 14 through the air by Boston <laughs> Dragons quarterback um, Zach Edwards. Uh, and He's Stuka unstoppable. Only had, right. And uh, Stuka only had one first down th uh, through, the, uh, through the air by uh, Vandeven. Um, Vandeven only had 56 passing yards and, and was sacked five times. So he was heavily under pressure by, uh, by a stout um, Dragons uh, front, front seven. And as like Edwards, seven passing touchdowns, so he actually tied uh, Jaden Clark's um, um, season record, uh, so um, sing single game record in the regular season with seven passing touchdowns. Um, yeah, just uh, the Boston Dragons are a really, really good team now, set to play in the in, in the playoffs. Finally, clinched uh, clinched the playoff spot, and uh, and the Stuka Surge better uh, look at 2023 now yes, and yes. forget the 2022 season. It as can as only as get better. Yes. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> But right. then, well, the Dragons' defense. There's one player we should definitely name, yes, and that is defensive right. and Fernandez, who is having a hell of a season right now. 
Right. I mean, he had six total tackles once again, three sacks in one game, four tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. And he now leads the league in sacks, 14 and a half, and also in forced fumbles, seven. Amazing. So, um, he's a great, great asset for the Barcelona Dragons front seven, together with uh, with former NFL uh, player Michael Sam. So um, both of these players are just really, really great for the Barcelona Dragons defense and for the franchise over overall. I mean, setting yeah. uh, pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I just said it. Benavent was sacked five times, three times only by only by Fer, only by Fer, uh, Fernandez. So, um, yeah, just a great player for the yeah. Boston Dragons. Yeah, but we also did see some penalties, didn't we? Right, right. I mean, both teams had really, really uh, had, had had a lot of had a lot of penalties. I mean, eleven penalties for one hundred twenty-six yards for the Suka surge, and ten penalties for one hundred forty-eight yards for the Boston Dragons. So this is something that the uh, Boston Dragons have to stop. They have to be more. Yeah more disciplined uh, when it comes to the last regular season games to maybe have a better spot in the in the playoffs this season, but also to be more competitive when it, when it comes to the playoff matchups uh, this, yeah. this September. So um, that's also one thing that we have to look out for in, in the yeah. next coming weeks. Yeah, but I'm sure they will be able to work on that. So the next yes, game, definitely. Hamburg Sea Devils, they won against the Berlin Thunder with 39-17 to and Hamburg didn't really give Berlin a chance, did they? Right. I mean, um, Berlin was actually good when you talk about the running game. Um, I mean, 208 uh, rushing yards for the Berlin Thunder was almost double the rushing yards that the Hamburg Sea Devils had. And this is uh, interesting true. because they have Glenn Tunga, right? Yeah, so um, Tunga only had, uh, only in quotation marks, <laughs> had 83 uh, rushing yards and one touchdown on uh, on 15 total carries. But um, with uh, 124 total rushing yards for the Hamburg Sea Devils, Com compared to 200, 208 rushing us for the Berlin Thunder. This is uh, comes as a su surprise, uh, I think. And um, yeah. you can also look at um, uh, penalties once again. I mean, uh, Hamburg had 10 penalties, Berlin Thunder had 11 penalties. So um, teams are just not playing disciplined football. And this is what maybe sets teams apart when it comes to the playoffs. Um, and uh, I mean, we already talked about the, uh, the offensive stats when it comes to rushing, but uh, looking at the passing game, uh, for the Sea Devils, they have two great quarterbacks now yeah. playing 50-50, actually, uh, which, which is a great, great and interesting s s strategy for the Hamburg Sea Devils. I mean, quarterback Sally Cisse um, threw for um, seven, uh, seven out of nine passes, 91 passing yards, two touchdowns, and was sacked twice. Uh, but also Moritz Mark, the, uh, the, the other German quarterback on the Hamburg Sea Devils offensive roster, um, through seven out of, out of 13 passes, over 100 yards, and also two touchdowns, no interception, and was and was not sacked at all. So yeah. um, now they have great uh, two great German quarterbacks, uh, and uh, that actually maybe fight for the for, for the starting role when it comes to the playoffs. Um, and we can also look at Thunder quarterback Joe Germanario. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had a um, solid game. I, I would say he was heavily under pressure by the uh, Hamburg City Devils defensive line. I mean, he was sacked three times. Uh, but also managed to complete 15 out of uh, 32 passes for 128 yards and one touchdown. But he also threw one interception. Um, yeah. But then, if you look at if you look at the running game, uh, they had a great running uh, running scheme against uh, the Hamburg Sea Devils defense. I mean, their their defensive line is is a monster. But they actually managed yeah. to come up with over 200 rushing yards against this defense. And uh, running back uh, Joe Crawford had uh, 180, uh, 180, out of those 208 rushing yards. Yeah. So uh, he he had a great game. And uh, yeah, so both offenses really played a played a solid game. But it was the defense that actually set the edge in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Next game, 
Next game, let's do it. Vienna Vikings, they went to Istanbul and they won against the Rams with 37-22. to And once again, Rams quarterback Green had a pretty good game. Let's begin with the Rams offense, Tim. Right, I mean, quarterback Green had a solid game once again. I mean, 20 out of 37 passes, then 300, uh, th uh, 335 passing yards, three touchdowns. He, he actually threw one interception and was sacked three times. So that actually tells you how much how much pressure he had to face against the Vikings. Yeah. But he also carried the ball 17 times for, uh, for 50 total yards on the ground. And if you compare Green to uh, Vikings quarterback Erdman, they have similar stats. I mean, th 380 passing yards for, uh, for uh, um, Dan Jackson Erdman and 335 passing yards for Isaiah Green. And both uh, threw for one interception, both threw for uh, three touchdowns. Both were actually sacked three times. So uh, they have really similar stats in this game, which actually shows you how much potential the Rams offense has. Yes. Right. And also, um, wide receiver, so American wide receiver Terrion Robinson for the Istanbul Rams. He had eight catches, 143 yards, three touchdowns, so three receiving touchdowns in just one game. So he's also a really, really good player for the Istanbul Rams. So uh, yeah. in my opinion, they should actually think of re-signing them for the 2023 oh, season just, just right now. Definitely. Um, and, um, I mean, the Vikings but also played a really good game. Uh, Austin running back Anton Vigan with over 100 yards and two touchdowns on just six carries. So he had a monster game once again. Um, also, former Hamburg Sea Devils tight end Aja Botea Moreno had a great game with three catches for almost 100 yards and one touchdown. Mm -hmm. So um, they have weapons all over the field. And this was actually yes. actually the uh, actually the uh, the uh, difference maker in, in, in this one. But um, you can also look at the penalties. I mean, the Rams had 11 penalties for 114 yards, which is, which is not their best performance. But the Vikings had 17 penalties for 125 <laughs> yards. So... They have to stop getting flags all over the field on special yeah. teams, defense, and on offense to be competitive in the playoffs, right? I mean, they have a record now of 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 uh, of, of being nine and one, but they have to stop getting those penalties in order yeah. to have a better and more that like, fluent game, I would say. So this is also a big thing that they have to work on in the coming weeks. <laughs> That's a common thing. All of our three uh, confirmed playoff contenders have in common yep. <laughs> the, the yep. penalties. And honestly, when looking at the Rams, I mean, maybe this is the next Cinderella story when looking at the Barcelona Dragons in year one and now year two. Mm -hmm. And the Rams had such a difficult season as well and such a difficult start into this league. But they, 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 maybe we, we see a new team and a different, some different uh, yeah, results in 2023 that would be really I, nice. I mean the i mean the Barcelona Giants had, had a negative record in uh in uh year 2021 uh yeah. now now they're in the playoffs first seat exactly. of the conference maybe we, we will see the Istanbul Rams in the playoffs in uh in uh in yeah. 2023 so you never know exactly right? we never, never know. know what we do know is that game number five that the Centurions <laughs> lost against yeah, the Raiders that's, that's, that's <laughs> with, absolutely right yeah exactly they lost with 20 to 45 and I mean mm -hmm. after such a strong start into the season the Centurions had some pretty tough weeks and losses and uh, in this game they went into the halftime without any points but they played much, be yes. much better in the second half but uh, still it wasn't enough Tim what can you tell us about the Centurions um, and my, I mean, quarterback Jan Weinrich had a, a solid game, I would say. I mean, um, almost 300 passing yards, two interceptions, two touchdowns, was then sacked twice. So he also faced heavy heavy pressure from the Raiders uh, to roll front seven. Um, running back Joshua Mack also had a great game. But um, I mean, one player that we can point out was um, Luis Gaia. He had three yeah. catches for 132 yards and one touchdown. The NFL hopeful for the clone 
for the Clones Centurions. So um, that was actually about it from the, from the Centurions offensive per, performance and production. Um, we could go to the uh, Centurions defense. I mean, uh, also NFL hopeful. Flamur Simon had a great game with five tackles over, yep. over also five total tackles and one sack, two tackles for loss against a great Raiders to roll offense. Um, I mean, I... I just said it, the race through offense is it's just rolling at the moment. I mean, yeah. quarterback John Shelton is having a great game after after after, uh, after a great game. Um, I mean, five passing touchdowns once again, no turnovers, so no interceptions. He, he was only sacked once, over 300 passing yards once again. So uh, quarterback Sean Shelton is rolling with his uh, with his Raiders and actually found uh, Austin wide receiver Yannick Meyer for 10 catches, 211 <laughs> yards, and three total touchdowns in just one game. Wow. So uh, he also had a great game. And uh, another player that was really good for the, for the Raiders is running back Okpalobi, who had 10 carries for 38 yards and also one touchdown on on the ground and uh, on the ground and great uh, great special teams play. So the Raiders troll are just a really really good and solid team with a with a record now of seven and three, just sitting at the fourth seed uh, yeah. in the current playoff picture, as we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Um, but again, the Raiders troll had 10 penalties for over 120 yards. <laughs> so. Um, all, all four teams in the playoffs have over 10 penalties in week in week 12. So uh, I think uh, they all have to work on not getting penalized and just play a clean game. Yeah. Clean, discipline yeah. game. That's yeah. what they, they have to focus on uh, during during this week, coming into week uh, week 13 of the regular season. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to speaking with Thomas Schaffer uh, from the yes. Raiders after our recap, Tim. Let's hear from him what he thinks about the season and the chances of remaining the fourth team in the run for the playoffs, of course. Uh, that's going to be an interesting talk. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's move over to game number six first. Yes. The Ross um, Panthers. Mm -hmm. They won the against Panthers. the, yeah, they right. won against the Kings. <laughs> with, sorry, with 41 to 37. And uh, I mean, I think that was a very important win for the Panthers, not in terms of the standings and the conference ratings, of course, but just mentally. Yeah. However, both teams, they made quite a few mistakes, didn't they? Right. I mean, uh, we can uh, continue to talk about penalties. I mean, the Rockland Panthers. Right. I mean, I mean, the Rockland Panthers actually had a solid game. Only six penalties for 59 yards. But the Leipzig Kings, uh, with the uh, second most penalties this week, with 14 penalties for 133 yards, only topped by the Vienna Vikings with uh, 17 penalties. Um, so that's what also they have to work on in, in, in this coming week and also going in, into the offseason for the, for the 2023 season. Yeah. Um, they only had, uh, so the Kings only had 14 first downs um, compared to only uh, 27 for the Panthers Rockler. And um, yeah, that's the Panthers had, had just a great game offensively. Uh, I mean, Jarman had a solid game. He actually had to, had to uh, try to throw for 58 passes. Uh, but he then also threw for 305 passing yards, four touchdowns, but also turned over the ball three times. Um, and uh, Polish wide receiver Fijuk had a great game, um, 43 receiving yards, three catches, but two touchdowns. Um, also caught from uh, St. German. Um, and uh, if you look at the Kings' offense, I mean, this is the most interesting part about this game. They have a new quarterback, uh, yeah. Cunningham behind center um he had a um solid game i mean 12 out of 31 but he threw four so his 12 passes five of them ended up being uh, being then touchdowns um to uh, his <laughs> receivers so five passing touchdowns for uh, for quarterback cunningham for largest <laughs> that's impressive right and he also carried the ball 14 times for 74 yards but lost one fumble um, but four of these five passing touchdowns went to uh, former NFL and CFL wide receiver Shontavius Jones, okay. who had four catches 
and four receiving touchdowns. So every catch was 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 a was wow. a receiving touchdown for uh, for Shantavius Jones uh, with uh, 127 uh, receiving yards. But he, but he also had one fumble on the on a on a on a handoff on an um, on an end around, I guess it was. So um, yeah, both offenses uh, struggled from time to time, but also had some splash moves, uh, splash 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 plays. I mean, um, and if, if we look at the if we look at the defense uh, from the Panthers, I mean, um, uh, defensive back Goran Jack st- stands out again with uh, six total tackles, one tackle for loss, one tackle for loss, and one interception. Uh, but if you look at the Kings. I mean, American linebacker AJ Wentland did it again. He had yes. uh, for for uh, for actually the third time this season, twenty-two total tackles in just one game. He also leads the league in tackles uh, this season so far. So um, he is a great difference maker for the Leipzig Kings so far. Yeah, he is, and I'm sure both franchises they are already looking into the next year, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yes. Uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they are going to perform next year. But first, this season isn't over yet. So, yes. Tim, we talked about Week 12. What games can we look forward to in Week 13? Well, six, of course. Two games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. And it's all starting with the Thunder playing against the Rams and the Rheinfire playing against the Centurions. That is going to be a wild derby in the in Northern Westphalia, for those yes. of our listeners who don't know this, but the cities of Cologne and Düsseldorf, they do not like each other other and i'm gonna be at the game <laughs> i can't wait that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> so tim your pick who is going to win so Rams let's start with the Thunder. Thunder. right yeah. let's let's uh, let, let's start with the Berlin Thunder against the istanbul rams in istanbul um this is a must win for the Berlin Thunder. so if they if they lose this game they're out of the playoff race right so yeah. um i have to go with the Berlin Thunder winning over the Istanbul Rams in Istanbul, going 7-4 after Week yeah. 13. Yeah. I go with the Thunder as well, but... I mean, the Rams, they... They they have a, they have a solid team at the moment. They I have mean, a solid team, team like and they definitely want... Yeah, they, they, I'm sure they want to win another game this season, so mm-hmm. they will make life for the Thunder really, really hard. So maybe we are going yeah. to see another miracle there. So you're going with the Istanbul Rams now? <laughs> so I go with the Rams. Okay, I, I go with the Rams. I go with the okay. Rams. You go with the Thunder. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do it. Thunder and, and Rams, so one and one. <laughs> right what, by a, what about next game? What about next game, Jenny? What, mm, no, think? I have to go with the Rheinfire. I'm sorry, Centurions, but the Rheinfire, well, they are literally on fire. And, uh, mm. and of course, they have to win this game. Same situation like, as, like Berlin Thunder. They yeah. want to make it to the playoffs. Um, but, well, I'm sure the Centurions will try anything to stop them. Right. Uh, but I, but I think the offense is just rolling with uh, quarterback Jalen Clark, who, uh, who, yeah. who came in for the injured Matt Adam. Yeah. Um, the Constitutors just lost eight straight games. I mean, they, I uh, they, uh, they, um, they started off the 2022 season with the 2-0 record. Actually, beating the Rams Triol, now losing yeah. to the Rams in, uh, in, uh, in week in week twelve, but um, I have to go with the Ryan Fryer too, uh, being yeah. seven four, and then maybe getting into the playoffs. Uh, but yeah. we'll have to see about that in the last week of, of the regular season. So it will be a will will be a nail nail biter right to the end of the regular season. Oh yeah, but but, uh, but, but that's what we want to see. That's what what I yep, love. Definitely, so week thirteen, definitely. week fourteen. It's not going to get boring at all. Um, 
And now the Sunday matchups. We have the Barcelona Dragons playing against the Vienna Vikings. Whoa. <laughs> yep, that's that, that's the most difficult matchup to pick this week, in my opinion. Um, I mean, we have one close matchup, again, uh, that we will talk about in, in a moment. But um, the Barcelona Dragons, so so the top team in the South Conference playing against the top team in the Central Conference, yep. both playing for for a uh, for a for a better playoff seed. Um, yeah. I mean, the Vienna Vikings now sitting at seed two. The Barcelona Dragons sitting at the third seed now, actually so currently in the playoffs. Um, I have to go with the Vienna Vikings at home, uh, just because the Barcelona, just because the Barcelona Dragons have to have to travel from Barcelona to to Vienna, and Vienna ha- has to has luxury in in this game to uh, now stay at home, enjoy the game from home, and uh, just play at the Generali Arena at home, uh, enjoying their home home crowd. So um, I have I have to go with the Vienna Vikings being being ten and one after this uh, after this week. I go with the Barcelona Dragons. Okay, I'm the Barcelona Dragons fan girl, and uh, I know because because I mean the Vienna Vikings uh, are one of the two teams that won against the Dragons, so I'm sure the Dragons mm-hmm. do don't want this again. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, the Barcelona Dragons also think of uh, think heavily about winning this one. I mean, yeah. if they win this one, they're nine and two. The Vienna Vikings are nine and two, and uh, then it comes up to I guess it's it's the point differential. Uh, who is who? Who then has the better seat? But also to week uh, week four, uh, fourteen, if they win win or or or, uh, or, uh, or lose in week fourteen. But yeah, um, no, I just go with the Vienna Vikings. But you pick the Boston Dragons. So we I have pick another, the Boston Dragons. We have another, we have another uh, split, so. that's, that's funny. Okay, that's next, next one next is yeah. difficult again. Raiders Tyrol versus Frankfurt Galaxy, and I'm going to be at that game too. I have a that's football awesome. weekend this weekend. That's awesome. Um, wow, difficult. I have to go with the Raiders to roll in this one. <laughs> Playing in Frankfurt, but uh, the Raiders to roll just are on, on the roll, really, at the moment. Um, having Sean Shelton behind center with a uh, great performance yeah. week in and week week out. Um, having a great defense. I mean, Thomas Schaffer just uh, just joined the Raiders to roll. You will, you will talk to him in... In uh, in a few minutes. A few minutes, yeah. Um, but he was with the Chicago Bears tra- yes. in, in also training camp this year, coming from Stanford. Um, so he's a great um, defensive lineman. Uh, they they signed Jamalcom Liggins straight out of the F- Philadelphia Eagles training uh, tr- training camp. Uh, also, uh, at, before the week nine signing that line. So the Raiders are just rolling, especially offensively, defensively. I mean, the Frankfurt Galaxy also saw the team with, uh, with quarterback Jacob Sullivan and playmakers all over the field, uh, also on also on all uh, all three phases of the game. But uh, the Raiders are just too good at the moment. So yes, I actually, the Raiders roll being eight and three after this week, and uh, then saving their fourth playoff seat uh, for the yeah. 2022 playoff playoffs. Yeah. A lot of things say that the Raiders Tyrol are going to win, but the Frankfurt Galaxy they know how to perform under pressure. And I mean the way they That's ran right. over the Vienna Vikings. Uh, I go with Galaxy. Okay, so we so <laughs> even though actually, actually actually I think I think the Raiders are the better team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I, now. Uh... We have three three splits of four games. That's that's <laughs> exciting. That's exciting. I think next month next month is going to be quite easy. Uh, Leipzig Kings versus Stuttgart Surge. Well, yeah, it has miracle. to be the Leipzig Kings because of their defense. I mean, we actually yes. just uh, just talked uh, just uh, just talked about it. Linebacker AJ Wendland had a great game once again with twenty two total tackles. He will be a difference maker in uh, in this one against the Stuttgart Surge. 
Um, Cunningham also had a great game for Leipzig Kings. Maybe they maybe they re-sign him, re-sign him for the 2023 season. I don't know, but he actually had a great game. Um, so we will have to see how he performs in this one. Yeah. But uh, I just have to pick the Leipzig Kings being 3-8 yeah. after week 13. Same one here. And now the next one, I think I think we, we will pick the same franchises again. Rots Left Panthers mm-hmm. versus Hamburg Sea Devils. Well, it's the Hamburg Sea Devils for yes. me. Yes. Being at the top yeah. of the North Conference, um, then being after week 13, being 10 and 1, ruling the North um, over yeah. uh, the Berlin Thunder, the Rockland Panthers, and the Leipzig Kings. Yeah. Um, the Rockland Panthers coming off a win against the Leipzig Kings, but um, they cannot uh, they win can't against beat the Sea Devils at the moment. Nope. So um, they're, they're just too good with their two, two quarterbacks, uh, with their two quarterback strategy. So, yeah. um, no, it's the Hamburg Sea Devils over the Panthers. Yes, I go with you. So, Tim, okay. that's that's about it. That's uh, it for today. I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Week twelve done. Let's see. Let's see who who picked the right teams on Saturday. Right, and Sunday. Right. <laughs> Have fun in the games, Jenny. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jenny. See, see you, you again next, see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. And now I'm welcoming my guest, Raiders Tirol defensive lineman, Thomas Schaffer, who joined the Raiders not too long ago, but who definitely knows how to play football. Thomas, welcome to the European League of Football podcast, and thank you so much for your time. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, had a good game last week and uh, just recovered the past couple of days, and now we're ready to get back at it and prepare for Frankfurt this week. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big one. But let's begin with you. Tell us about Thomas, the football player, and when and where it all began. Uh, how, did you starts... fall in love in, 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 how did you fall in love with the sport? Um, it happened pretty early. I was, I was 13, and I was always a really big kid. Like I think I was somewhere... I was like six five, uh, hundred like ninety six centimeters uh, at thirteen. <laughs> at thirteen, wow! Yes, I I had my growth spurt in middle school, uh, and <laughs> and from there, like we needed to find a sport. So it was obviously I was playing basketball, but I was like I was too physical to play basketball a lot of times and soccer, and then just was like you know let's put him into football because my cousin was playing <laughs> football. Okay. And, and so I played at the Mödling Rangers. Um, so I commuted from, even though I was from Vienna, and uh, you would think that I would have gone to the Vienna Vikings, but because I had the familiarity with my cousin there. So we went there. I just practiced like once a week, just kind of got in the groove of it. And then all of a sudden just like took off and just kind of like, oh, I like doing this, played a game, played one year and um, until I was 15. And then we're uh, then on my, on the weekend of my 15th birthday, uh, I was trying out for the under 19 national team. Uh, okay. I was just, I was just like old enough to be considered, but I was like way younger than anyone there. But because I was so tall and larger than like anyone my age, uh, I was being considered, and people already took notice on the, of that. So in the process, just kind of like the love for the game deepened more and more because it's just like, like you, if you're successful in a sport, you're obviously going to li- uh, like it a lot more. Um, yeah. So 
that was so like that was a very very good experience and then i made ended up making the national team and went to the uh texas for the world championship uh um, right. when i was when i was 15 uh with the with the under 19 national team and that's where it kind of like solidified that i wanted to play college football because we stayed at the university of uh, texas in austin and that is that is a very very big place yes. uh, to go to the stadium enormous and then when you realize what magnitude football has in the states at a college level that is yeah. something you want to pursue especially if football is something you want to play um, oh yes so at that point i knew uh i wanted to pursue this route especially because I was young enough to uh, do that. So I switched schools, went to the Südstadt, which is a um, kind of, which is the youth center of like, uh, like sports that like prepares the prepare, prepares, uh, the athletes in Austria for school and sport at the same time, trying okay. to extend it by a year. And just so you could focus a lot more on school, uh, like a lot more on, on sports while also still uh, keeping up with school. So I did that for a year, and then I had an opportunity to go to the U.S. to a high school. Amazing. And, and I definitely And then how that. did you end up in Stanford? And then the Chicago Bears in the NFL? I mean, this story isn't over yet. Oh, this, this story's going on for a while. Um, yeah, so <laughs> at, at the high school, um, my size was obviously a big, big factor of, like, people just, like, people just taking note of me but then i also had a really good year my junior year when i went to uh, to us and that's when the big offers rolled in that's when oregon had the national championship run uh where they ended up um and then ended up offering me right before the uh, last game and that's when all my offers started rolling in i ended up getting like offers from all the major big schools uh and I could just have my pick of anyone, and I ended How up. How did that make you feel? It was it was very proud. Uh, obviously, yes. it was very nice to like reap the fruits of uh, loop the rewards of my work, and um, and yeah. So like, I mean, I went to Stanford, Wisconsin, Oregon. I really loved Stanford a lot and Wisconsin, but Stanford was just a better fit for me because academically, the success that I could have there was something I like uh something i wanted to have so yeah. yeah so then i went to stanford did my thing got my degrees and um and ended up playing more and more over the years developing obviously had some injuries here and there and then i had a really really good year in 2020 but like it ended with an injury but the injury wasn't supposed to be as bad as it ended up being and then i was kind of okay. in the twilight road i was like okay i can go play another year risk getting injured again or i can like get this injury out of the way and then go to the nfl and like let's say like i we were uh so we went with that that i wanted to go push my dream because the injury was supposed to be a three-month recovery and then we're good ended up being longer i had to get another surgery but within yeah. the process i ended up at the bears performing there a bit and just it kept creeping in a little bit and yeah. uh that's kind of like what ended up hurting me in the process and that's when i ended up had to step away for another off season to figure out my injury and then this off season i came back late in the process i got some tryouts with teams and that's a whole nother story 
uh, where that's <laughs> going in the future. But uh, <laughs> rest assured, the NFL is still on my radar, and I'm uh, I'm still going to pursue that dream. But Good. in the meantime, I uh, I had been talking to the Raiders, and um, and the Raiders have been very like intent on like signing me and getting me for these last game because I would be a great addition to the defense and obviously oh, be, a major, sure. be a major force in causing disruption, making plays, and just setting the tone up front. And uh, I think I haven't been disappointing uh, the coaching no. staff so far. Um, <laughs> so and here we are now. <laughs> And did you know or hear anything about the European League of Football back in the States? Um, I heard about it a little bit um, when it was announced that the, that the Vikings and the Raiders are joining. Yeah. But I, I wasn't really aware there was a semi-pro league or what was the deal with it and how this rosters work and everything. I wasn't really aware of any of that until like I actually went into the process of signing with the Raiders, which was a yeah. a two day process. It was not, it was not. We did not have much time. I was in the airport. <laughs> Austrian efficiency. <laughs> I was in the airport coming from a tryout, and we're like, okay, the way it's looking, I'll I'll be coming back in a couple of days, and let's let's get the show on the road and see see where this takes me. And <laughs> it was quick. It was very quick. Well, you joined the Raiders in week nine, didn't you? Um, and now that you're a part of the European League of Football, how much are you enjoying this summer in Europe? Still being able to play the game? Um, I really, I really like, uh, I mean, I love for the playing the game football and it really means a lot to be a contender uh, for the title. Uh, that's why I joined the Raiders. Yes. And they're the, among other reasons, but... Um, I want, obviously, I'm here to win. Mm -hmm. I want to play the game I love. I want to uh, have an impact, and I want to just kind of like, uh, sh like I said um, in earlier, like shake the rust off a little bit because I hadn't played in the game, and these past games have been really like good, like coming back from uh, pushing myself a little bit in terms of conditioning, uh, running around, uh, kind of like getting used to back used to the. Um, football you know and how how yeah. much what the toll it takes on your body kind of and yeah this week um i think i'm a lot better shaped now and i think i'm ready uh to like take off from here <laughs> oh i'm sure each and every raiders fan is very much looking forward to that so let's focus on the seven and three raiders um you're currently on fourth place in our playoff group two more regular games uh, season regular season games to play do the Raiders deserve to be in the playoffs? Um, I think so. I, th I think especially at the level that we're playing at on offense, defense, and special teams, specifically special teams, what I've seen so far, we're taking a lot of pride and a lot of, uh, um, we're putting a lot of work into being one, uh, being the best special teams in terms of like coverage, kickoff uh, coverage, and making sure that they are on the long field. And then obviously there's some nicks and uh, things we have to work out on the offense and especially in the second half, uh, being able yeah. to score more and defense, like uh, especially last game, keeping that zero on the board. But we've, so far we've been, uh, we've been starting fast uh, every game that I've played in and we just got to keep that level up. 
Um, yeah. We definitely deserve to be in the playoffs. And I think we're going to show everyone that we have that right to be in the playoffs by winning this last two games and making it. Yes. Well, I mean, the Raiders' defense is, is full of talent, including three former NFL players, you, D.B. Liggins and Anderson. How thankful are you for having them on your side and how much can you rely on your teammates? Um, I, I'm extremely thankful uh, for having the teammates that I have. Uh, like I said the Raiders are a special organization. I, I think uh, this comes as close as it gets to... Uh, tight-knit college locker room i think where you you know everybody you can talk to everybody and you just have good conversations with them after a win we can go out together and just uh, enjoy our win and uh, and just just have a good time and um having them at the back end is uh is really, really it's a very nice feeling because like uh, i know when i go put some pressure on the quarterback to get rid of the ball faster uh, I know they can go out there and make a play on it. And we've yeah. seen that this past weekend. Yes. What was, what would you say, what's the main difference between the guys who experienced and played in the NFL or let's say in the States and then the other European football players? I think uh, it's always the one thing about between the US and Europe is that the game speed in the US is a lot faster and that in Europe it, it is a little slower and that comes with the territory, the US, uh, the football being the number one sport in the US and always going to be. Yes. Um, but I think the game speed I've explained that at Stanford and uh, while I was at the Bears is uh, faster. And but in Europe, like we have big, we have big guys, we have big, strong guys. We don't have, um, uh, we don't just, but we just don't have that exact level of speed, but we have some speed some pretty speedy guys out there. So yeah. don't don't get me wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 of course not. And as you just said, it's the number one number one sports in the States. The uh, young players grow up in a totally different way with this game. So and of course so of course there's a difference in terms of skills, but surely not when it comes to the will to win the games and the love for the sport. So what impresses me all the time is the passion among all the homegrown players. All players, of course, but I mean, the homegrowns, they play the sport part-time, one of the toughest sports anyone can think of, not making a real living out of it and actually working or studying full-time besides this league and still giving everything throughout the season. I mean, some drive hours to get to practice. So a big shout out to each and every player out there. You guys deserve nothing but respect and it's a true pleasure watching you play. Thank you for being part of this league and for entertaining us. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Uh, that is that. Uh, that reminds me of uh, back in 2015 when we won the European Championship uh, in Dresden for the juniors. Um, one of the points our head coach was making is that we go like we love this uh, sport on a different level because we not only don't make money off of it, we actually pay the clubs to let us yes. play the sport. And we take time out of our busy day to go play the sport, pay our own pocket, everything. Like in college, it's like I, I couldn't even tell you how much, like how many benefits I got just for playing the sport and how much money they've invested in me in terms of uh, rehab, uh, training, schooling, etc. So there's a special love for this game in Europe that you cannot uh, 
you can't even compare it to the US in that regard. Yeah. And hopefully the European League of Football is uh, supporting and pushing the sport even more. But let's continue with the Raiders. Who would you say is the most underrated player on your defense? Hmm. I think um, I can't really point at a player. I I'm going to have to push. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to point at the front seven, just as a position group, the linebackers and the defensive ends, making significant plays. Like I've found myself many times uh, defeating my block, getting into the gap, and somebody's already there. And yeah. They are there's some fast playing, hard playing guys in the front seven that uh, deserve some recognition. I feel like they're not getting enough of it because all is about offense and making plays at the receiver and running back and who rushes the most. And the Raiders being the team that has the most uh, yards per game, etc. But we have some stout guys in the defense, especially in the front seven. Yeah. Okay, so you need to have a word with your head coach. <laughs> but let's move over to week 13. You are going to face the defending champion from year one, the Frankfurt Galaxy. Last time the Raiders played against them was in week five. You weren't with the team back then, but uh, the game was won by the Raiders. And uh, when preparing for the game and watching film these days, who on the Galaxy side, who are you keeping an eye on? Um... I think uh, the offense in general is kind of is really impressive, especially up front. They have they're big, they're strong, and they're pretty athletic. Uh, definitely the best offensive line I'm, I I that I've seen so far. I Meaning, considering I've only seen two, uh, but definitely have a good running game. Um, but uh, the run, we gotta be able to stop the run, get in there, stop the running back, keep them short, so we have to force them to pass the ball, and that's when uh, it's. Time to shine for yeah. me um, and go get to the quarterback, put him under pressure and have him make some bad decisions on the ball. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's, oh, I have no doubt that it's going to be an intense and interesting game. And I'll be at the game. It's actually the first time I will see the Raiders live this season. So I'm really very much looking forward to it. And uh, the Galaxy, they clearly know how to play under pressure. So... It's going to be a good one for us fans and spectators. Yeah, for sure. They, um, <laughs> you could you could tell that they uh, the when the Galaxy uh, when they played the Vikings, a team the only team other than Cologne, which we got our revenge on, um, has yeah. beaten us. That they they really brought brought the house there. So yes. uh, it's going to be an exciting game getting there and being able to show that uh, we can beat them twice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you will do anything for sure. Last but not least, do you have a message for the Raiders fans? Um, for me personally, I'm really just happy to be here. I'm very impressed at the support we've gotten and the community we have uh, here in Innsbruck by the Raiders fan. I'm really thankful to be here and let's keep it, let's keep it like this <laughs> and take all the support from, the, uh, from this community to Klagenfurt uh when we end up getting there <laughs> that's the confidence that i want <laughs> thomas thank you very much for this interview it was a true pleasure and i'm looking forward to meeting you in person on sunday in frankfurt 
looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. And it's a great pleasure being on here. Thank you very much. And of course, everyone else, thank you also for listening. Enjoy the week 13 football games, no matter if live or on TV, but I recommend to watch them live. I see or talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.